Scarlet, written by Stephen R. Lawhead. This audio version is published by Oasis Audio through an agreement with Thomas Nelson Publishers. I'm Adam Verner. Chapter One So now, one day soon they hang me for a rogue. Fair enough. I have earned it a hundred times over, I reckon. And that's leaving a lot of acreage unexplored. The jest of it is, the crime for which I swing is the one offense I never did do. The sheriff will have it that I raised rebellion against the king. I didn't. Oh, there's much I've done that some would as soon count treason. For a fact, I ate more of the king's venison than the king has ate bread, and good men have lost their heads to royal pikes for far less. But in all my frolics, I never breathed a disloyal word against the crown, nor tried to convince any man, boy, horse, or dog to match his deeds to mine. Ah, but dainties such as these are of no concern when princes have their tender feelings ruffled. It is a traitor they want to punish, not a thief. The eaten a Red William's game is a matter too trifling, more insult than crime. And it's a red-handed rebel they need. Too much has happened in the forests of the march, and too much princely pride hangs in the balance to be mincing fair about a rascal poaching a few soft-eyed deer. Until that ill-fated night, Will Scarlet ran with King Raven and his band of merry thieves. Ran fast and far, I did, let me tell you. Faster and farther than all the rest, and that's saying something. Here's the gist. It's the raven hood they want and cannot get. So, old Will is for the jump. Poor luck, that. No less, no more. They caught me crest and colours. My own bloody fault. There's none to blame but the hunter when he's caught in his own snare. I ask no pardon, a willing soul. I flew field and forest with King Raven and his flock. Mm, fine fun it was, too, until they nabbed me in the pinch. Even so, if it hadn't been for a spear through my leg bone, they would not have got me either. So, here we sit, my leg and me, in a dank pit beneath Count de Brosse's keep. I have a cell, four walls of stone and a damp, dirt floor covered with rotting straw and rancid rushes. I have a warden named... Uh, Gibbet or Gulbert or some such, who brings me food and water when he can be bothered to remember, and unchains me from time to time so I can stretch the cramps a bit and wash my wound. I also have my very own priest, a young laggard of a scribe who comes to catch my wild tales and pin them to the pages of a book to doom us all. Uh, we talk and talk. God knows we've got time to kill before the killing time. It pleases me now to think on the dizzy chase we led. I was taken in the most daring and outrageous scheme to come out of the forest yet. It was a plan as desperate as death, but light and larksome as a maiden's flirting glance. At a blow, we aimed to douse the sheriff's ardor and kindle a little righteous wrath in Lorne Britannia. We aimed to cock a snook at the crown, sure, and mayhap draw the king's attention to our sore plight, embarrass his sheriff, and show him and his mutton-headed soldiers for fools on parade, all in one fell swoop. Ah, sweet it was. 
and save for my piddling difficulties, flawless as a flower, until the walls of the world came crashing down around our ears. The truth is, I can't help thinking that if we only knew what it was that had fallen plump into our fists, none of this would have happened at all, and I would not be here now with a leg on fire and fit to kill me if the sheriff don't. Oh, that, that is ranging too far afield, and there is ground closer to home that needs ploughing first. Ah, but see the monk here, asleep with his nose in his inkhorn. Odo, you dunce, wake up. You're dozing again. It ill becomes you to catch a wink on a dying man's last words. Uh, prick up your ears, priest. Pair your quill and tell me the last you remember. Sorry, Will, he says. He's always ever so sorry, rubbing sleep from his dreamy brown eyes. And it is sorry he should be. Sorry for himself and all his dreary ilk, but not for Will.